God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Back in October, some of us were at the Covered Bridge Festival in Indiana. It is a multi-day, multi-city, massive festival where trailers sell hot chocolate and chili and uh, leather leather goods and just all kinds of festivity uh, across. It's, it's county-wide. It's, it's rather large. And so my wife and I were sitting uh, just off a of town square in this little town in Indiana. People everywhere. And um, a lady walks by and something floats down from her person onto the ground, from her purse or pocket or something, I don't know. Well, I very quickly found that it, it was money. And so, of course, I ran up and put it in my pocket and said, wow, thank you, God, for sending money from heaven. No, that is, that is not what I did. I jumped up, and by the time I said, ma'am, ma'am, you dropped, you dropped some money, there were several other people that were doing the same thing. So there were, there were good Samaritans there to, to watch out for her. Now, while most of us probably would not pocket money we see floating out of someone else's pocket and claiming that that was God's provision— a lot of times we just assume that an opportunity is given by God. We tend to think that this is providence in some way. And yet, providence is subject to principle. In other words, how God gives is subject to who God is. So when you come to 1 Samuel 24, God seems to provide it for David in a marvelous way. King Saul was chasing David in order to kill him. And David is, is hiding out in a cave, and it just so happens that, that King Saul comes into the cave somewhat alone. And uh, David's men say unto him, Behold, the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Now, had God said this? No. This was, this was their paraphrase based on the fact that God had anointed David, king of Israel, but there were there, there were people in David's own camp that said, hey, this is from God. God God has given you the chance that he told you about to, to kill Saul. Well, God had done no such thing. Had God delivered Saul? Yes. Why? What, was it to die? And the answer is no. He did it in order to test David and to show Saul. As to the testing of David, in verse 5, the Bible says, David's heart smote him. It was a test from God. Here's a great opportunity, but it's not the right thing. In verse 20, Saul says to David, uh, Now I know that thou shalt surely be king. So it was a test, and it was revelatory to, to Saul. And the bottom line is that faith is taking God on his own terms. Faith is taking God on his own terms. So many times we, we have things we think to be opportunities, and we just assume that it's from God because it is beneficial to us. Here's some ways we might do this. We might say something like, God wants me to be happy. Now, I, I don't think that God wants you to be miserable, but do you think that the chief end of all the workings of the universe are to make you happy, that every happenstance, every happening is to make you have this pleasant feel inside? Now, I don't think it's a virtue to be miserable. But just because something lands favorably to me does not mean that it's providence from God. It may be a test from God. Sometimes it, it sounds something like this. Well, I, I deserve this. 
people don't know how good I've been or how patient I've been or the good things I've secretly done. And so I feel up myself to be morally superior to others because they don't know how good I am. I deserve this. David could have said, hey, I've been anointed king. I am God's chosen. And Saul just happens into this cave and I just happen to have a chance to kill him. Hey, I, I deserve this opportunity. It wasn't an opportunity the way David saw. It was a test. Sometimes we invoke God. David's men said, this is the day that God has told you about. You know, sometimes we say, well, I, I feel like God is leading me to thus and so. Now, look, we should follow God's leading. But so many times what we're doing is we're making a decision. And then we are absolving it. We're, we're removing ourselves from any criticism or any question by saying this is God's leading. When really it's about more money or more security or, or a better place to live. None of which are bad things, but none of which mean this is God's leading necessarily. God's leading is subject to God's principles. It is wrong to murder. And authority is to be respected. And so was this God's providence? Was this God's providing for David? Providing a test? Yes. Providing a chance to murder someone? No. Sometimes uh, we, we don't take God on his own terms because we say, well, someone said. And so I, this is the advice I've received. David's men urged him to kill Saul. And Saul's men said that David was, was a traitor. Uh, in verse 9, David says to Saul, Wherefore hearest thou men's words, saying, Behold, David seeketh thy hurt. So both, both men had people whispering into their ears. Bob Jones you, Sr. used to say, It is never right to do wrong in order to get a chance to do right. Now, most people don't think three steps down the line. They're just thinking about the immediate benefit or, or difficulty of the decision they make right now when the truth is there might be cascading events and maybe five steps down the, the path, your decision here is either looks good or it looks bad. Having said that, having said that, sometimes people are too smart for their own good and they think, okay, if I do this now, it will result ultimately in a, a, a good but right is right, is wrong, and wrong is wrong, and it's never right, in order, never right to do wrong in order to get a chance to do right. You know, ultimately, you cannot trust those who will not trust God. Why do I say that? Well, verse twenty-two, Saul basically says, "Look, I know, I know now that uh, God has has given you uh, the kingdom. I know God has done that, and I acknowledge that." And uh, blessed be you, David. You, you know, he says all kinds of, of good things. You've been a friend to an enemy, and I've been an enemy to a friend, was the essence of, of what Saul had done, and perhaps even what he thought. And now you will become king, Saul says. But the last verse says, But David and his men got them up into the hold. In other words, David said, Well, thank, thank you very much, sir. And then he went into hiding again. Why? Because Saul was not to be trusted. It didn't matter what he said. Um, he was, he was not taking God on his own terms. He was looking for opportunities to kill David, just as David had an opportunity apparently to kill Saul. You know, I thought about this. I thought, what would have happened if David had killed Saul? Now, I don't know. I, I really don't. Maybe you do. I, I do not. But it may not have been as clean and, and simple as David and his men thought. What if David had killed Saul in that cave? What would he have done then? There's a narrow entrance. There's a large cavern. Once you get inside, he's bottled up. He kills Saul. Then what does he do? Either Saul's soldiers come in looking for him and David is, is pinned down 
where he walks out saying, I have killed Saul. And everyone says, oh, well, then I guess you're the new king. Is that what they would have said? Highly doubtful. But even if, it was, if, if that were the case, it wouldn't make it right. But what I'm saying is sometimes we make things worse when we think we're making things better. Well, how can we make things better instead of, uh, of worse? And the answer is by taking God on his own terms and trusting him to do what he alone can do.